Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got a bit of news in this episode as I work to catch up on the news. Uh, we have the opening weekend numbers for Wakanda Forever, new movies in development, and new trailers. Let's start first with the weekend top five. Opening in first place to no surprise is Black Panther Wakanda Forever with $181 million. Dropping second place is Black Adam with $8.6 million for a total of $151.1 million. In third place is Ticket to Paradise with $6.1 million for a total of $56.5 million. Fourth place was Lyle Lyle Crocodile with $3.2 million for a total now $40.8 million. And in fifth place was Smile with $2.3 million for a total of $102.7 million. Yep, it's past $100 million domestic. Also, since there have been quite a few new movies out, let's do a quick update on some of the other films. One Piece Film Red made another $1.4 million for a total of $12.7 million. It looks like $15 million might be off the table. Uh, it's had a massive drop-off compared to the last weekend of 84%. The Banshees of Inchin expanded to a few more theaters, playing now in 960 theaters across the country, and made $1.7 million over the weekend, bringing its total to 5.7 million. So Wakanda Forever did not beat Doctor Strange for the biggest opening weekend of the year, but it did break the record of the biggest opening in November, and it is the eighth biggest opening for an MCU movie. The previous record holder for November was the Hunger Games Catching Fire. So far, the reputation to the film has been both great with critics and the audience. Uh, with not much competition until Avatar comes out next month, expect us to leg it out to an easy 400 million domestic, and if it holds well, 500 million is on the table. If that happens, then at least domestically, this will be the biggest Marvel movie of the year, and compared to how Eternals disappointed this time last year, Marvel and Disney must be happy seeing these numbers. As for Black Adam, well, 200 million is off the table, as it has just passed 150 million, and Wakanda Forever is now out. It will still hit 160 million, and maybe 175, but that will be it. In China, we finally got a new film debuting in first place. Crime thriller The Tipping Point came in with 9.4 million. Homecoming dropped to second place with 2.6 million for a total of 228.9 million. Third place was Give Me Five with 1.2 million for a total now of 79.3 million. In fourth place was Serendipity Love with 630,000 for a total of 4.1 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank with 270,000. That's right. The latest Hollywood film to get approved and released, as you can see, is uh, well, not doing that great. All kidding aside, the box office in China is hurting right now with a decent amount of theaters closed. And due to that, no blockbusters are coming out from the Chinese film industry, and no major Hollywood films are being approved. Taking a look at worldwide numbers, Black Panther Wakanda Forever made $150 million overseas for a worldwide opening weekend of $330 million. That's a solid start and should be able to finish with at least $800 million worldwide though it would need great legs to get to a billion. Remember, the first one was domestic heavy, accounting for about half of the worldwide total. So if domestically it cannot get to 500 million, don't expect us to hit a billion. Black Adam made 9.7 million for a worldwide total of 352.2 million. It should be a lock for 400 million, but half a billion is not possible at this point unless it gets a China release, which is probably unlikely. In other worldwide totals, Lyle Lyle Crocodile is at 72.6 million. Smile is at 210 million. Halloween Ends was able to pass 100 million, now at 104.2 million. And Banshees of Inchin is at 14.4 million worldwide. 
We start off the news in Hollywood with Chris Hemsworth taking a break from acting. He announced this during an interview with Vanity Fair for the press tour for his Disney Plus series Limitless. This is due to discovering during the show's production he is at a higher risk for Alzheimer's due to having two copies of a specific gene in his DNA. While it is not a guarantee he will develop the disease, this puts him at a higher risk. Quote, it really triggered something to me to want to take some time off, and since we finished the show, I've been completing the things I've already contracted to do. Now when I finish this tour this week, I'm going home, and I'm going to have a good chunk of time off and just simplify. Be with my kids and be with my wife. End quote. I think it's good he takes some time away to be with his family and change what he needs to do to reduce the risk of developing the disease. And considering the amount of work he has done over the past few years, I think some time off would be good for him anyway. Besides, we will still see him in Furiosa and Extraction 2 coming out over the next two years. Next story we have is a potential horror behemoth being made as apparently Jason Bloom and James Wan might merge their respective production companies, Bloomhouse and Atomic Monster. As for what would happen if the companies merge, a few things. One, Atomic Monster would have a first look deal to make films with Universal, thanks to the current deal in place with Bloomhouse. Also, even if they merge production-wise, they are expected to stay separate by producing their own films. The idea by being merged is that they can easily share resources to overall make more films. Still, it should be noted that they are still in advanced talks and nothing is official yet. On paper, this makes sense because with all the companies needing to show up their resources, having two production companies who specialize in horror films merge does make sense if they want to be strong in Hollywood. However, I do feel this might be an early step to be bought by someone down the road. Still, it's too early to tell, but an early winner if this goes through is universal, as they will have the first pick at some new horror films. We also have the opposite of mergers happening this week, with Hasbro now looking to sell off part of E1, their production company. Specifically, they are selling everything that does not support their IP. This means they are selling shows including Yellow Jackets and The Rookie and films like The Woman King. They want to sell that part of E1, but keep enough so that they can still work with studios to produce shows and films for their IP like Transformers, Peppa Pig, Dungeons & Dragons, among others. This is a short-lived affair as Hasbro completed purchase of E1 back in 2019 and now is looking to sell most of it. This is due to having a new CEO, Chris Cox, who after doing a review of the company decided this would be the best move. Depending on how the sale goes and how much they get for it, he might be right. Basically, if the streaming services are going to tighten their belts and Hasbro will not be getting the free flow of cash that production companies have been getting over the past few years, it's best to cut your losses and reinforce what makes you profitable. For Hasbro as a whole, it is those franchises. Speaking of Hasbro IP, let's talk about Paramount as they have made some news this week. The first is Walter Hamada has joined the studio. Having just left Warner Brothers in DC, he has signed a multi-year deal with the studio. Starting January 1st, his job will be to develop and produce horror films for both theatrical release and Paramount+. Now, while his work at DC wasn't great, he was a producer for the Conjuring franchise, a horror franchise that Warner Brothers still makes money on. So for Paramount, this is a smart move. Even if after a few years, there are only one or two new horror franchises for the studio, if those are built up to make money reliably, then it's worth it. It will be a while, though, to see what he works on, and I'm interested to see how it goes. Also, for Paramount, they have started to conduct some layoffs. Deadline has confirmed that they will be laying off just under 100 people, with most in the ad department. While not great to hear, this is not shocking, as the company recently said that they would be looking at layoffs, and like most companies, ads have slowed down for them. Hopefully everyone who lost their job lands on their feet quick. We got a new movie in development at Warner Brothers, thanks to an exclusive from Deadline. The film? Well, it's a new Bullet film, directed by Steven Spielberg, and will star Bradley Cooper as Frank Bullet. The original film came out in... 1968 and became an instant classic with Steve McQueen playing the character. One thing the article is making clear is that this is not a remake of the film, but a new idea for the character. 
I take it what that means is that it'll be more of a reboot, a new story for the character without having to worry about continuity. It should also be noted it is still in development and there is no word on when it would start shooting, so this is easily not coming out until 2020, end of 2024, maybe even 2025. I think for Bullet, Cooper is a solid pick for the film, and clearly he and Spielberg are taking their time to get this right, which shows they want this to be good, which is nice to see. I'm curious to see if it'll be set in the 60s or set in modern day. Another film in development which we got an update on thanks to Deadline is a Streets of Rage film. The IP is a video game franchise and now looks to be a film in development at Lionsgate with Derek Call said writing the script. It's not clear if it's going to be animated or live action, but I think based on how video game movies have been going so far, I think it's going to be a live action one. So I think if it's done in live action and it focuses on solid fights, I think it can do decent numbers. The game franchise is not that huge anymore, so it's not like they can rely on the name alone to get people to watch. They're going to have to offer great action. There's a third film in development, and it's a new alien film in the works at 20th Century Studios at Disney. Fede Alvarez is set to direct it, and thanks to an exclusive from Deadline uh, reporting, they now know that Kaylee Spanny is close to a deal to star in it. Besides that, we know that they are looking to start filming early next year, but it's not clear if it's set for a theatrical release or headed straight to Hulu. I would hope if it's more horror-focused, it would be a theatrical release. Again, horror films still do pretty solid at the box office, and I think Disney knows this. Uh, also, as far as we know, there's going to be a new original idea and will not be a continuation of Alien Covenant. There's a new film on the market and that's looking for a buyer. This is a Deadline exclusive, and the film is called Outcome. The plot of the film is not known yet, but we know a few things. It'll be directed by Jonah Hill and star Keanu Reeves. Since the film just hit the market, it's not clear who will buy it and if it'll go to theaters or not. I will say, considering the talent behind the film, I'm interested in seeing how this works out. Since we don't know what the plot is, the possibilities are endless. We have an update on the status of Lionsgate and Stars, and it looks like any potential buyers have gone quiet for now. As of now, Lionsgate has announced that they will move ahead of spinning off Stars and will follow the paperwork to the SEC next March, with an expectation that it will be completed by next September. All this means right now is that by next September, Lionsgate and Stars will be two separate companies, and then if a buyer wants, can buy them separately. It seemed like this plan was put on hold for a while as they talked about there being potential buyers for Stars and even Lionsgate by itself. And while those talks might still be happening, they are not waiting on that being a done deal, and this will happen with or without a buyer. As for trailers this week, we got two new ones for films in February. The first is a trailer for Magic Mike's Last Dance, where Magic Mike heads to London. I will say you can kind of tell it was meant for HBO Max from what I saw. Channing Tatum, as far as I see, is the only returning cast member. A good way of lowering the budget. Still, releasing in theaters is the best move to maximize revenue from it. We also got the first trailer for 80 for Brady from Paramount. It did not look great. But clearly, based on the trailer, this is marketed towards the older audience and not the young or middle-aged football fans. Still, with it being released around the Super Bowl, it might actually get a small boost from it but this will probably be a sub-30 million domestic finish, and internationally, the box office will be near non-existent. For VOD Premium, we start off with, sadly, layoffs. It's being reported by New York Times that Amazon will be cutting 10,000 jobs, mostly in the device department, retail, and HR. So while this does not affect Prime Video or MGM, it's worth mentioning because if they still need to make more cuts, it could lead to jobs lost in Prime Video or a reduction on what they can spend to produce or buy. Another company making cuts is Roku, with them announcing that they will be laying off around 200 people, or 5% of the company. Hopefully everyone laid off from these companies will land on their feet soon. 
And we finish up with a few trailers for HBO Max. Their holiday movies continue to come out as we have trailers for Christmas Mystery and Holiday Harmony. Holiday Harmony will come out on Thanksgiving and Christmas Mystery will come out December 1st. We also got the first trailer for Emancipation, the Will Smith slavery film directed by Anton Fuqua. For Apple, having spent $120 million to buy it, they are hoping it will get some awards as this is their big film to push during the awards season. It'll be in select theaters December 2nd and on Apple TV Plus on December 9th. And that's it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Thank you for listening as I work to catch up, and see you next time.